0: It's the River City Podcast Federation. Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where the role of Emily will be played by Tom Hanks and the role of Ryan will be performed by Sir Ian McKellen. I've <laughs> been thinking about remixing our theme song, but I don't know. You're just gonna add some like uh, dub. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Woo! We going to throw in those It's our two-year anniversary theme. Yeah, so if anyone wants to give us a gift for our two-year anniversary remix, remix our theme song, please. All right. Um at Emily, the top, what are we talking about today? Well, the first thing we're gonna talk about is that we have merch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to order something as soon as I have money in my bank account. I think I'm going to get a long sleeve shirt with our skull on it. I'm thinking um, dark gray with the parchment skull. What are we talking about today, Emily? Besides merch. When I was uh, doing the Da Vinci Code, I realized that I didn't actually know a lot about the Holy Grail beyond um, cursory. It's, it's a lost magic cup. Yeah. The only things I knew were about from the Da Vinci Code and from Indiana Jones, which we'll get into. Did you just burp? yes, I did too <laughs> twins twinies <laughs> uh so the the term holy Grail now kind of means a different thing I mean it still means the thing that it means but it can also it's mean also a metaphor yes uh so we're not gonna be talking about like really great under eye concealers or the best burger, but if you have information on that at the Emily Fay on Twitter because I do have dark circles and I love a good burg <laughs> oh burger I was confused I was like. What kind of Berg are you no, putting on your eyes? No, Peter Berg. <laughs> the no. director of Battleship. You say Peter Berg? Peter Berg. Oh, I thought you said Peter Berg, who's uh, some high-up guy at the FBI on the show White Collar. No shit. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, anyway, world. so we are going to... I'm going to start with the uh, simplest definition. Because that's what we are about. Yeah, we always start with the definition. It so the term right. Holy Grail presumably refers to a cup, dish, or stone with miraculous powers that provide happiness, eternal youth, or sustenance in infinite abundance. The term Holy Grail is often used to denote an object or goal that is sought after for its great significance. Yeah. Under eye concealer and the best burger. Yeah, indeed. But in Quite. general, it means it's a magic cup. Yeah, that's kind uh, of or what- Grail if you uh, want to get technical. Grail. If you're French, Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, I don't know what "Grail" is in Polish, but I know what "cup" is. There's like four different words for cup depending on the kind of cup. I think this most closely resembles a kieliszek but... but like wine glass. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's a regular glass, it could be a kubek or a filiżanka. Those sound like really cute girls' names. Yeah, filiżanka is my favorite. That's a like coffee cup, like mug. Nice. Yeah, we have those. <laughs> yeah. in our merch store we do go get yourself a (laughs) filijanka and say filijanka every time you drink out of it annoy your family um anyways so thems are the basics oh also shklanka is like a water that's an ugly girl name that's a water glass actually i think filijanka is like a teacup with like a saucer and i think kubek is like a mug this is way too many words for fucking cups yeah. In each one of those words, there's seven different. Well, forms to be can fair, take. like in English, we also have a lot of different words for cup. I know. We have but wine glass, we have. Yeah. A tea cup, we have. You said mug. cup or glass in cup or glass. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Drinking coffee, glass, cup, tumbler, highball. Yeah. 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 That kind of shit. Yeah. Um. So the word grail probably comes from the Latin word, gradale, 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 as we all know have taken a lot of Latin, but it was white people pronunciations. So. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, is my best guess. Uh, so it refers to a deep platter that foods were served on at medieval banquets. Uh, through the years, the grail has been described as a dish, a chalice, a platter, a goblet, a stone. I don't know what a ciborium is. I was tits deep in grail stuff. I didn't have time to look up another word. Yeah, it's it's a fucking copper dish. It's a receptacle. Yes, it's... You put notes. Uh, Many literary works have portrayed the Grail as possessing miraculous healing powers. Historians believe that the origins of the Holy Grail can be traced back to pre-Christian Celtic mythology, as well as Christian legend. So, pre-Christian, which kind of literally means it can't be holy if it was there before holy was a thing. Just wait. God. We're going to learn a lot today about lying. Liars. Um, liars. So the quest for the Holy Grail first made its way into written text in the Conte des uh Story of the Grail, um, or Percival, which was written around 11, wait, yeah, 1180. That's a long ass time ago. And Percival, if you remember Percival from Ready Player One. No. Yeah. Didn't watch that. I saw that. So yeah, Percival. Percival. And he's also a Knight of the Round Table. He's also one of the Weasley brothers? No. Percy? Percy. Actually, Percival. I, I assume his name is Percival. Is. It's Percival. Yeah. Look at me. I just, wow. did I just out Harry Potter you. Wow. Room and Requirement 237. You need to be bringing me on. I just out Harry Pottered Emily. Caitlin, Randall, she's been learning from you. <laughs> Please stop teaching my co-host things. Yeah. Also, quit putting like thoughts about wizards masturbating in my head. Your show has ruined the Harry Potter movies. Uh, this show has been brought to you by requirement 237 so the following is a direct quote from wikipedia because it made something really cool sound really boring and it amused me are you asking lucy questions well, she's offering answers <laughs> hey lucy do you want a cookie, a cookie? we're not my favorite murder we can't pull it off no okay so direct quote from wikipedia that turns something cool into something boring um where is it? Scholars have long speculated on the origins of the Holy Grail before... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to just take a breath and try again? This is try number four. Five? Creton, Creton, Crichton. Where the fuck Crichton. are we looking? C-R-E. Creton, Creton. What language is He's it? He's French. Okay. Crichton. I don't know. Scholars have long speculated on the origins of the Holy Grail before Crichton creation uh the author of conte de grail uh suggesting that it may contain elements of the trope of magical cauldrons from celtic mythology oh okay so So another repurposed celtic myth again we'll get into that but basically the guy that wrote this story about grail Mm -hmm. um grail (laughs) grail you pronounce that very well i like the way you say that i'm six months into my duolingo french lessons oh it's it shows thank you you're welcome um, so basically this guy was taking a thing from Celtic mythology um, which I think I talked and about and repurposing in a it for his own selfish oh, no, needs no, no, no. he didn't make it a Christian thing oh he didn't make it a Christian thing. He was just like, oh, so like this receptacle makes magic powers and I want to put that in my book or So my he poem. kind of like reinvented it just in the terms of like literature. It's kind of like how uh, J.K. Rowling took wizardry and like made her own thing out of it. Okay. All right. It Fair was a pre-existing enough. thing, but she wasn't like, this is Christian now. Yeah. Okay. It's um, once religions start twisting shit that I get mad. We'll get to that in a second. I'm sure. Um, in his incomplete poem, he didn't finish it. Uh, the object has not yet re- acquired the holiness that it would later um, have, so it has to earn its magic. Powers? Just wait. No, it, it just in his story it wasn't like a a religion thing. It was just a magic thing. Yeah. So, in like later works of literature, it would take on holy qualities, not in uh, his work of literature I gotcha. okay uh so in the story, uh while dining in uh, bah bah. while dining with the magical Fisher King, um the Fisher King is a a figure in the mythology of King Arthur and Grail stuff. He is a man who has been injured, and the only way that he can heal himself is with the the Grail, but he's injured. So he can't. So he can't... So is it like the knights have to go get the grail for him and bring it back to heal him? Sort of. I mean, it depends on the story. But he's just this figure who has a crotch injury, so he can't walk. So he just, like, sits and fishes. This is a crotch injury? Crotch, thigh. I mean... It's... It's, um... How, what am I looking for? It's a when something is supposed to mean something Metaphor? Yes. (laughs) It's a metaphor for how he is impotent in taking care of his land and himself. He has no thingy This story got weird fast. So he's not a man and he can't take care of stuff but the Grail will bestow upon upon him the magic of yeah. the penis. The Grail, yes. The Grail in this is basically just a dick cup. Why are there dicks in every episode we do? I thought Christianity we would avoid a dick this episode. We didn't but talk again. about dick, dicks and Bigfoot. We just talked about butt cheeks and pubes. Oh, that's better. Yeah, everyone has butt yeah. cheeks except <laughs> most animals, except everything that's not us and Bigfoot. Yeah we determined Bigfoot has butt, ch- butt cheeks? Yeah. Okay. That's what sets him apart. Um, anyway, so Percival is eating dinner with the Fisher King, um, and he witnesses a procession in which many youths carry magnificent objects from one chamber of the castle, I assume, to another, passing before him at each course of the meal. First comes a young man carrying a bleeding lance. Uh, lance Again like- with lance. Is this lance or lance? It's not a bleeding dick. It's a bleeding weapon. Or is it like a lance? It's not some dude named Lance. (laughs) Is it Lancelot? No, it's just a... Just a lance. Lance. Lance Lancelot just means that he... Lances much. No, it basically just means fucks a lot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty! History's dirty! (laughs) You are welcome. Um, Then, after the lance, are two boys carrying candelabras... No okay, word on whether or not Liberace is behind them. <laughs> of course uh, he is. They're <laughs> candelabras. Finally, a beautiful young girl emerges, bearing an elaborately decorated grail or grail. So he's only interested in the cup of all of these magical objects that have come out because a woman was carrying. It's not it. a cup. Uh, Crichton uh, referred to this object not as the Grail but as a grail, un grail. Mm. If you're French. Ungrawl. Ungrawl. uh showing the word was used in its earliest context as a common noun so don't capitalize grail yeah it's not important it's just a dish yeah uh for the author a uh, grail was a wide somewhat deep dish or bowl kind of like a like you would put a turkey on at thanksgiving or margaritas yes it's a tray <laughs> uh interesting because it it didn't like contain like it's something you would put a whole fish on and it was interesting in this context because it didn't contain any of that stuff uh as you might expect for such a a platter uh it contained a single mass wafer you know that tasteless fucking bread that catholics make you eat Ew, unleavened bread is that what we're talking about like that shit uh a single mass wafer which provided sustenance for the fisher king's crippled father uh, Percival, who had been... I don't know. I didn't read all of these stories. I had a finite amount of time. <laughs> Fair enough. Percival, who had been warned against uh, talking too much, remains silent through all of this and wakes up the next morning alone. He later learns that if he had asked the appropriate questions about what he saw, he would have healed his maimed host, much to his honor. Don't. Be chatty at dinner. yeah. Don't ask, don't tell? Is that what happened here? No, ask, and they will tell, and then (laughs) you can heal some guy's junk wound. Yeah, there you go. Ask, they tell. The story of the wounded king's mystical fasting is not unique. Several saints were said to have lived without food besides communion. For instance, St. Catherine of Genoa. This may imply that Crichton intended the mass wafer to be the significant part of the ritual and the grail to be a prop. The grail is bullshit. We have a whole rest of the episode to do, and we've already determined that the Grail is bullshit. Oh, my my sweet child. <laughs> the Grail is a load of bullshit. All right. Well, tell me more. I need more. <sighs> the Grail came into Christian significance, as we bullshit. know it, um, around <laughs> 1,200, <laughs> 20 years after the first one had been written. Uh, in a poem. Well, they by, wasted no time then. In a poem by, and he's French, so Robert de Boron robert de boron yeah um (laughs) uh i'm gonna just call him robert no i'm not robert tells the story of joseph of arimathea acquiring the chalice of the last supper to collect christ's blood upon his removal from the cross joseph is thrown in prison where christ visits him and explains the mysteries of the blessed cup so the cup is blessed because jesus jesus's blood was in it in this guy's poem yes um Upon his release, Joseph gathers his in-laws and other followers and travels to the west and follows the dynasty of grail keepers that eventually p- includes Percival. According to the tales, Joseph hid the grail in a secret place at Chalice Well, an ancient spring at the foot of Glastonbury Glastonbury Tor. Glastonbury. Uh, this is why Ian McKellen is in studio. <laughs> Uh, some believe the red color of the water that flows from the well, also known as the Red Spring, represents either the blood of Christ or the rusty iron nails used at the crucifixion. Either way, don't fucking drink it. It's a real place, but the color of the water has been attributed to minerals and shit. Yeah, science. Um, And background, Joseph of Arimathea was uh, basically a funeral director, and he was one of the people that took Christ down off the cross, wrapped him up. He's in the Bible. Mm. Um, What isn't in the Bible is this story. So this is even this more This is bullshit. Bible fan fiction. Oh my god. The Holy Grail is Bible fan It is. The, the Holy Grail as we know it today is Bible fan fiction. Uh, yeah. So this has been Afternoonified. Ruining all of your religious dreams. Um, the Grail isn't real. No. It's not the, the Grail not fucking is real. We, I mean, obviously, the grail isn't a magic cup, but the grail, as we have learned about it as being the cup of Christ and having all these magical powers and shit, it's not real. It also had nothing to do with the cup this entire time. It just was about what you put in the cup. So you got to fill your own grail with your own holy magic. Basically, the cup became important in this story because Jesus drank out of it at the Last Supper, um, which we'll get to more in our Da Vinci Code segment. (laughs) Uh, And then it held his blood. But again... Joseph of Arimathea, in the Bible, Holy Grail, not in the Bible. I also realized that I really like saying the word Bible. Yeah. Bible, Bibli. Bibli. Bible. It's just, it feels nice. Bible. Yeah, it is a good word. It's bubbly and... <laughs> yeah. It feels good. Um, It feels very, like, when I think of the word Bible, I just think of, like, a really good like soft cover but really heavy and dense book yes there is something satisfying about a bible not the words that are in it but just about the structure of the bible itself bibles are very satisfying yeah as long as you don't read them kind of like missiles for mass are really nice missiles uh missiles are basically the the mass written out and all the different variations of the mass written out in a really thick book so you can like read along when you're in church and it's all in latin which is why i know latin um Interesting. Yeah, church missiles fucking amazing structurally and they have like those gilded edges and the pages are really thin and you just mm, mm, get a holy card in there to mark your place. Fucking fantastic. They have to call them holy cards? It's a fucking bookmark, bitches. No, holy cards have pictures of a saint and then a prayer on the back. That's still a bookmark. I don't care what you draw on your bookmark. It's a fucking bookmark. They're Christian baseball cards. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Christian baseball cards. Um... (laughs) Oh good. So, um, so now after this story, it's the cup of Christ, and we've reached the version of the Grail that we have today, to an extent. Um, for all intents and purposes, the Grail is, like we said, made up. It's not real. Um, Jesus probably did have a cup at the Last Supper, but there's no indication that it hung around in any capacity. It's just a it's fucking just cup. A cup. It's just a cup. Um, the Bible doesn't say anything about the cup being special. Nada. Um, and. Everyone at the Last Supper had a cup. Yeah. They probably weren't using, like, a special Jesus cup. Like, it's not a coffee mug that says, I heart the Lord. So what you're saying is that, you know how people will, like, save tissues that, like, celebrities have used and stuff? Like, people have been doing this shit since the early days of Christ. Like, God drank, or not God, Jesus drank out of this cup. Now it's special. I mean, Catholics are notorious for stuff like that. Like, they keep pieces of bones of saints in churches. Almost every church has a relic, which is a piece of a saint. And, like... When I was in school, I had a rosary that had a piece of cloth, cloth that touched the bones of like Saint Teresa. That's so creepy. Catholics are Disgusting. annoying, but they have some like fucking weird and cool stuff. Like yeah. they keep bones in their churches. Yeah, it's it's like a goth person's like yeah, guilty it's, pleasure. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, and you know, I had a tiny bone chip from another saint in a hmm. in a necklace. I wish I knew where it was. That's really disturbing, but kind of cool. All right. Fair Um, enough. Okay, so that's kind of, yeah. Um, So this guy told a story, and it's like, this is actually special. This is where the story of the Holy Grail becomes part of the legend of King Arthur, um, because the mythical vessel was supposed to be the source of all things good and the source of divine favor, and for those who were noble and pure of heart, like Arthur and his knights. Yeah. Yeah, that's... She's very cute. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that was adorable. <laughs> no. She was like, oh no, a mouse, but threw it for herself. Uh, those are like 50 cent cheap ass mice, but they have the same weight and size as a real mouse. So oh, they're her favorite. Gotcha. Um, King, Arthur. The knights wanted to possess it to use its power for good. That's what everyone says until they get possession of it. And then they turn but that, evil. But Has... since King Arthur was fictional, that like he never had that. Oh, I can do everything now. Well, it's because whoever wrote it died before they wrote the sequel. King Arthur 2. <laughs> 2 King, 2 Crown. 2 King, 2 Crown. I don't know. Yeah. I would really wish Guy Ritchie would make a sequel to that King Arthur movie he did, like, last year. Who? It's Guy Ritchie. I don't know why, but when you said Guy Ritchie, my brain, like, short-circuited and I pictured Guy Fieri. <laughs> I was like, he made a movie about that? Careful with your mic cord. Read a movie about that <laughs> um, no guy ritchie he did like the sherlock comes with robert downey jr oh okay that's acceptable yeah. a lot more acceptable than a movie done by uh, guy no fieri. i would watch the shit out of king arthur takes flavor town <laughs> <laughs> yes this needs to happen guy fieri if you're listening king arthur and the knights of the dinner table <laughs> yes yes Yes, we're, we got a tweet to Guy Fieri. We got to, we got to proposition this. Um, <laughs> So the Legend of the Holy Grail was most popular in the 12th and 13th centuries when people had nothing better to do. Um, and they were also the darkest of the dark ages. Yeah. They were dark. The darkest. They were darker than the Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot. <clears throat> there was a reboot? They're making one. It's supposed to be gritty. I don't know. Ugh. Well, I mean, it's kind of like how they turned... Because I know that I'll yeah. get invested because I love, like, fucking Gossip Girl. But yeah. also, I had the biggest crush on Jughead when I was a little kid, so... Yeah, <laughs> sp- I know. All the actors look really good. It actually... I've watched the first episode, and I actually really like it. Um, I just haven't gotten around to rest- yeah, watching Yeah, but they're the doing, but... a like, a horror reboot of Sabrina, which, cool. Oh yeah. I mean, again, like Jughead, I also had a huge crush on Harvey Kinkle. Who the fuck didn't? I didn't. I thought he was a dweeb. but Also Salem. <laughs> I wouldn't say I had a crush on Salem. I know, I didn't have a crush a on Salem because he was a cat. But, <laughs> but Salem definitely accounts for 80%. No, I'd give him like 50%, and then the other 50% is Chandler Bing. For your personality? For my personality. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're Salem mixed with Chandler Bing. That's I definitely grew up into a Monica, though. <laughs> Maybe a little. Chandler and Monica just merged to you. Mondler. Mondler. Chanika, Mondler. Chanica Mondler. <laughs> Chanica Mondler. That's going to have to Wait, be your no, pen no, name. No, it would be Chanika, and then whatever Bing and Geller is. Bingler. Ooh. <laughs> Chanika Bingler. <laughs> we found your new pen name. <laughs> Chanika Bingler. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> Dark Ages. <laughs> so at this time in europe the 12th and 13th centuries uh europe was a spiritual wasteland um and that's a quote from the person that i was reading this from and i think it was a catholic site so spiritual wasteland oh yeah Uh, and people look to legends like that uh for hope because they kind of represented a lost age of like when knights were chivalrous instead of just everyone like being fucking terrible like they were in the Dark Ages. Yeah. Okay. Everything smelled like poo. Maybe if I just find a magic cup it'll make everything. Everyone was witches. There was yeah. Dark Ages were a fucking awful time. Um so the legend of the Holy Grail came out of the Celtic Church's claim to apostolic succession, which they traced back through Joseph of Arimathea to the Apostle John. In the midst of oppression by the Catholic Church, which claimed that its apostolic succession and priesthood authority was through the Apostle Peter. Peter. The legend of the Holy Grail represented hope to the Celtic Church through an alternate timeline of apostolic succession. So basically, the Celtic Church was like, we had the Apostle John, because the Celtic Church also was near where the Holy Grail was supposedly like buried mm, okay. um so he's like so we had john who had joseph of arimathea who had the cup of christ so like we have a claim to the papacy as yeah. opposed to the um what did i say peter no the catholic like the roman catholic church yeah. he was like but we had peter which they did like yeah. that's historically proven yeah they had peter and they're like so we have more of a right to the, the papacy pope oh the pope Popacy. Okay. A popacy. Um, <clears throat> so it was basically just these two branches like, no, we have a right. No, we have a right. So it, it was a dick measuring contest is what this was. It was a Oh, yeah. Contest. It was a pope yeah. hat measuring contest. A <gasps> oh, mitre God. measuring contest. Yeah, no. Please, um, religious people. So yeah. the idea of the grail being real presented them with the idea that they had a legitimate claim. But if... Somehow you were able to prove that it wasn't real. They would lose all claims. But it was the Dark Ages, so no one knew fuck all. And it's it's very hard. So while the Catholic Church claimed that they were the only church with apostolic authority, because they had Peter, uh, the Holy Grail became a tangible symbol of the Celtic Church's claim to equal authority and also that they had a direct line of apostolic succession. Okay. So this... The idea of the Holy Grail went from being a story to being real because of a dick measuring contest between two branches of the Catholic Church. Good God. Because this was also during the time, if I'm correct, when the Romans were taking over England. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've seen the King Arthur with clive owen in it and kira knightley no but that was set during this time period where there were pagans and shit up in england and the romans were coming through and just like christianizing everyone yeah they were decimating everything um and so the celtics had a a version of christianity it just was a little bit different than the catholics version of christianity so yeah um So that's why this whole thing is real, is that the Celtics were like, we need something to make them listen to us. Yeah. What about the grail? And that's how it became a real thing. (laughs) Oh my god, this gets more ridiculous the further we go. And how's that for correct historical facts, you son of a bitch? (laughs) This is the part where I'm going to talk about some very real cups that are believed to potentially have been a cup that Jesus Christ used at the Last Supper. Now, if you remember our discussion previously, he probably was just drinking out of the same fucking cup as the rest of the apostles. I don't know if the the Last Supper took place in, like, a restaurant. <laughs> I know, that's such an interesting setting, Like, that did they painting. go to someone's house? Like, was that... I mean, I assumed Da Vinci was making shit up. But, like, yeah. in Jesus' times, did yeah. they have restaurants? That's a really good question. I feel like they would have to. I mean, eating is such a social activity that has to have been a thing forever, but I don't picture it as, like... You know, like, oh, table for 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people were at the Last Supper. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, 13 if you count Mary Magdalene, which again we'll get to. Well, I mean, she was a woman in that time, so of course she doesn't count. There is talk about her being an apostle, though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Erased from history for being a woman and Jesus' wife. Fini- seriously, finish the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I'm, <sighs> yeah. So yeah. these are real cups um, that might be the holy grail okay so the saint calais uh one surviving holy chalice um is an agate cup in the cathedral of valencia and is preserved in the chapel consecrated to it where it still attracts the faithful on pilgrimage uh the artifact has never been accredited with any supernatural powers so it's just a fucking cup it's a really pretty cup (laughs) Agates are pretty, man. I mean, yeah, but it's still a fucking cup. The cup is made of dark red agate, which is mounted uh, by means of a knobbed stem. (laughs) Sounds like a really weird term for penis. Yeah. Uh, And two curved handles onto the base. I don't know what those words mean. Chalcedony. I don't know. The agate cup is about three and a half inches in diameter, and the total height, including the base, is seven inches. Oh, it's so tiny. I don't know. Seven inches from the base? I mean, if you can stick seven inches from the base into your mouth, then I feel like my cup should be bigger than that. You know what I mean? Like, cups gotta hold a lot of wine. Uh, The lower part has Arabic inscriptions. It was most likely produced in Palestine or Egyptian, uh, in a Palestinian or Egyptian workshop between the 4th century BC and the 1st century AD. So technically, fits the timeline. Okay. Fair enough. could be, like, it could have been, like, an older cup when he got it, or it could have been made after he had died. But we're looking at at least the right era. Yeah, Um, Yeah, and they might have brought out the nice cups for the Last Supper. I don't know. Um, Also, I'm saying all of this under the assumption that Jesus was a real person, which I actually believe to be true. He might not have been, like, holy and magic, but I do believe that he's a real historical figure. I'm on the fence, but, I mean, I could see him being real, but I think that we're attributing more to him than definitely actually happened. Oh, definitely. I think he was just a really chill nice guy yeah okay um like muhammad was a real person yeah and the guy that started mormonism was a real person a fucking idiot yeah um a felon that's why they all moved to uh utah or whatever you ever wonder why they all wanted west is because he got kicked the fuck out that's a whole thing yeah uh we should do an episode on that i've been wanting to really like tear into the mormons for a while now we gotta be equal and fair I, oh, I can tear into any religion, but I especially just need to get that Mormonism out of my system. Um, but I do believe Jesus was a real yeah, yeah. person. It makes sense. Yeah. So, someone named Jesus from that time period who, like, had 12 friends that hung out with him, like, maybe? Yeah, and everyone was jealous, and they made up these stories about how he was magic. He's like the Regina George of, you know, <sighs> 180. One time Jesus punched me in the face, and I could see again. It was awesome. <laughs> Exactly. that's what I'm saying Peter's hair is so big because it's full of secrets <laughs> oh my god he's also a Jewish man we, so. need, we need to do drawings of all of this of all of the apostles as mean girls there's only three mean girls but there's twelve apostles we'll just have to mix them Maybe up Judas might be more of a Janus yeah there we go we'll assign them all roles we got room for them all who's hot dog chick someone's gotta be a hot dog chick Mary Magdalene. Amber Delessio, she made out with a hot dog. was one time. Um, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene probably wasn't a hooker. Sorry, sex worker. Wasn't. Oh. Just saying. Uh, It's kind of what you called people that you wanted to discredit because she hung out with Jesus and people were jealous. Gotcha. So automatically was hooking. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Author Janice. (laughs) author janice bennett argues for the chalice's authenticity tracing its history uh, via saint peter's journey to rome pope sixtus ii saint Lawrence, and finally to the monastery of san juan de la pena good god i could have said that a little more like flared san juan de la pena pina <laughs> san juan de la pena i don't know uh, i can't do I don't do Spanish. Spanish pronunciation has escaped me, like I've been learning basic Spanish and I can't roll my R's for shit. Oh, yeah, that that would be a problem. Um so it was acquired by King Martin I of Aragon in thirteen ninety-nine. Bennett presents as historical evidence a seventeenth century Spanish text entitled Life and Martyrdom of the Glorious Spaniard Saint Lawrence from a monastery in Valencia, which is supposed to be a translation of the sixth century Latin Vita of Saint Laurent. <laughs> st lawrence fuck jesus uh written by some uh donato an augustinian monk who founded a monastery in the area of valencia which contains circumstantial details of the life and details surrounding the transfer of the chalice to spain the lady has a paper trail a real confusing one, and I I don't see receipts on that paper trail. Her book has 13 reviews on Amazon, but it has four stars, so... Yeah, but those 13 people are probably her mom, her sister, her brother, her dad, her son, her husband, her well, high school English teacher who told her to chase her dreams. Yeah. um, And even they didn't give it five stars. I don't know. She put the effort in. She put the effort in. I will give her that much. Uh, so the Genoa... Ch- Genoa... Genoa, whatever you want. Genoa chalice. Uh, the Sacro Candino kept in Genoa Cathedral, is a hexagonal dish of the Roman era, made by a green, made of a green Egyptian glass, some nine centimeters high and thirty-three centimeters across. So uh, I was gonna say that sounds more like the right size, but then that's in centimeters, not inches. It's a yes. It was taken to Genoa by Guillermo Ambrosio as part of the spoils from the conquest of Caesarea. Caesarea, Caesarea, yeah, I would think. Six-teaser. Conquest of, yeah, uh, in 1101, William of Tyre, T Y R E, describes it as a vessel of the most green color in the shape of a serving dish, with the Genoese thought it was made of emerald and accepted as their share of the spoils. So it's a serving platter. Back to the original meaning of Grail in that first okay. poem. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, again, not real. No. Uh, (coughs) William states that the Genoese were were still exhibiting the bowl, insisting on its miraculous properties due to it being made of emerald. Which it's not. (laughs) In his own day, the implication being that the emerald was thought to have miraculous properties of their own in medieval lore, and not that the bowl is thought of as a holy relic. So, they just thought it was a a magic bowl, not that it had anything to do with Jesus. Well, at least they're slightly more realistic. The Sacro Cantina would later become... Identified as the Holy Grail. <laughs> the first explicit claim to this effect is found in the... Uh, Chronicon by Jacobus de Vorain. That was a lot of syllables. Chr- Chronicon of Jacobus de Vorain, written in 1290s. Pedro Tafur, who visited Genoa in 1436, reported that the Holy Grail, made of a single <sighs> emerald... <laughs> Is kept in Genoa Cathedral. The bowl was seized and taken to Paris by Napoleon in 1805, and it was damaged when it was returned to Genoa in 1816. Idiots. Made of a single emerald, my ass. It's, it's kind of like the crystal skulls in a. In um, Indiana Jones set We're going to, t- to town on that mouse, aren't you, Goose? Yeah. Spruce Goose? I maintain that uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, King and the Crystal Skull, not a bad movie i would know i've never watched it it's not terrible i mean it's not the best indiana jones movie but i've tried to watch indiana jones movies and i've seen parts of some of them and i don't like them at all they're just not my thing they're exactly my thing they're like 100 percent not my thing i like shit where people go into old shit and try to take old shit so uh <sighs> tomb raider yeah i don't like that one either <laughs> um, i did not like the angelina jolie one that much the new one was good. In uh, Indiana Jones. It's National. T- it's too history heavy and I yes, hate exactly. history. Uh, yeah. National treasure. Mm. I find that ironic that I hate history so much and yet look at the podcast we run. Well, you not don't do the history people. episodes. No, I do the science episodes. So, on to the next contain- container. container and contender. <laughs> container? The Nantios Cup. The Nantios Cup is a medieval wool- wood bowl. Not a wool bowl, because that would... <laughs> That wouldn't work very well. Made entirely of sheep pubes. (laughs) Wood bowl. Is a medieval wood bowl held for many years at Nantio's Mansion in Wales. So I probably pronounced that wrong because it's Welsh and not French. Well, you're the one who tried to learn Welsh, so. It's not easy. No. Um, It is recorded as having been attributed miraculous powers of healing in the late 19th century, so that's pretty recent. Okay. Uh, and yeah. tradition apparently held it to be made from a piece of the true cross at the time, but it came to be identified as the grail in the early 20th century. Okay. How the fuck is it made out of the cross that Jesus was on when they used the grail to, like, get his blood while he's hanging on the cross? Um, they I cut think, part of the well, stuff no, off the top, make is, a bowl, and then go get his blood? This is before it was identified as the grail. They were just like, yeah, this is made out of a piece of the cross. Like, they weren't claiming it as the grail. Oh. And then someone well, came along. Whoever came along and claimed it as the grail is a dumbass and doesn't understand Yeah. The someone timelines. in 18. Or 1816 someone in the early 20th century came along and was like hey this is the grail and they're like no it's just made from the cross which is entirely possible i don't know Uh, yeah that i'm not arguing the made of the cross thing i'm just saying if it's made of the cross it couldn't have collected his blood at the cross yeah um so the last one is uh is the antioch chalice A silver gilt object originally identified as an early Christian chalice is in the collection of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Which I don't know if this is as of this new exhibit they have going on that they had the Met Ball for. Mm, Maybe. I don't know. A lot of good outfits. (coughs) A lot of good outfits. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Chanel Bonet in her big hat. Mm. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I really liked uh, Zendaya's. Oh, for sure. Uh, I like how Shailene Woodley showed up. As, like, this bargain basement, like, weird-ass fucking Joan of Arc thing with her dumb bangs. And then Zendaya showed up and she's like, hey, bitches! Yeah, and looked fucking... She slayed. I so also good. like that Katy Perry almost took someone out with her <laughs> wings. <laughs> um, God, who showed up? Oh, Rihanna. Rihanna's the Pope. Rihanna's the new Pope. Rihanna's always the Pope, obviously. <laughs> Rihanna has always been the Pope. Yeah. I liked Ariana Grande's dress too. She was wearing the Sistine Chapel wall. Yeah, I got tired of looking at her. I'm very tired of Ariana Grande. I am too, but I liked that dress. Yes. No, it's good. She's very cute. I'm yeah. just tired of seeing her, you know. I know. Yeah. Anyway, so it's at the the Met. Uh, it was apparently made at Antioch in the early 6th century, in the early 6th century and is of double cup construction with an outer shell of cast metal open cast metal openwork enclosing a plain silver inner cup. Hmm. Oh. A cup and a cup. Cupception. When it was first recovered in Antioch in nineteen ten, it was touted? Tooted. Touted, I touted. think is how you pronounce that. Touted. As the holy chalice. An identification the Metropolitan Museum characterizes as ambitious. <laughs> it is no longer identified as a chalice, having been identified by experts at Walters Art Museum in Baltimore, Maryland, believing it to be a standing lamp. Of a style of the 6th century. So, very much not the Holy Grail. A lamp. Um lamp. Alright, so those are our contenders. Um, some people believe that the Knights Templar, a medieval order that protected pilgrims traveling to the Holy Land, seized the Holy Grail from the Temple Mount during the Crusades and secreted it away. Secreted it away. Secreted it <laughs> This is where we get the Indiana Jones and such stories about trying to locate it. Um, the whole idea of the Templars is another fucking thing. It's another thing. But that's where we get the the grail is hidden. We don't know where it is yeah. thing. And I will say at the end of Indiana Jones... Uh, spoiler. It's been out for like three yeah, years, Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, at the end of Indiana Jones, he has asked to choose the grail from like a whole shelf full of like fancy ass cups. And... He picks well. The first guy picks like this really fancy ass like jewel encrusted thing, and he his face melts because it's not the right one. Mm. Then Indiana Jones picks one that's just a plain carved wooden cup. Yeah, which is probably the truth. Yeah, it wasn't anything fancy. Jesus didn't require jewel encrusted. No, that's his whole thing. It was like quit putting <laughs> gems in cups, bitches. Like... Exactly. It was just a plain wooden cup. So if I had to guess. Still a woman. That's cup. just the one that... Yeah. yeah. Um, or it might have been metal. I don't know what they were working with structurally in yeah. 080. Or I guess this would have been 3380. In the Da Vinci Code. Yes. Vinci <laughs> Welcome Code. to the segment. Yeah, about time. Uh, in the Da Vinci Code, the Holy Grail isn't described as an object, but instead as Mary Magdalene's womb. Oh, enough with the metaphors. The book proposed that Mary Magdalene gave birth to Jesus's child, uh, which started a bloodline of Christ and then the order of sion or i guess I'll, yeah this is actually inspired by a different book called holy blood holy grail and uh there's a lot there but basically their thing was that mary magdalene was the holy grail uh sang royal which if you put it together it could be holy grail or it could be uh royal blood oh okay that makes more sense yes so, so she is the holy she grail. is the holy grail oh, Okay. Um, Lady parts of the Holy Grail, because I have a Holy Grail. because yes, it's a cup. It is. It yeah. is a cup. Yes, uh So that had Jesus's bloodline in it. <gasps> exactly. Uh, and that it was, which is why that is my favorite version of the story, because it means yes. that a woman is the most important person in the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church just tried to hide it for years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes me, I'm glad we came around to that, because I was getting progressively more mad, but that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, so that's the the Da Vinci Code. Uh, part of it yeah, and like there's a secret order and stuff seriously read the book so yeah no I I want to it's on my list I got a lot going yeah Um, so that's my favorite conspiracy theory and that's that's what I got that's your crash course on the holy grail it's not real I have a unrelated but it reminded me of this fun fact um back in like medieval times and stuff like that a lot of the royal families um would actually drink out of rhinoceros horns And, yeah, a lot like that. I Um, have a drinking horn. (laughs) Yes. It's basically like drinking horns, or they would have glasses that were, like, lined in, like, uh, rhinoceros. Tusk? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tusk? Tusk. Horn. Because they're hollow. Yeah, tusk. Anyway, um, but the reason is because it could detect poison, because the tusk is made of the same thing that, like, your nails and hair are made out of. It's keratin. Oh. And so if you put poison in it, it'll eat away. Because that's what poison does. It yeah, yeah, eats yeah. away at your insides. It'll eat away at keratin. And so if there's poison in your wine and you're drinking it out of a rhinoceros horn cup, it'll foam. And so they could tell if they were being poisoned. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, but not really related. Know, but it reminded old, me of it. Old cups. Old it cups. was old cups. When well, um, else does that come up? Yeah, so that's it on the... Uh holy grail if you want to yell at me about my historical accuracy uh do it on twitter at afternoonified or facebook at facebook.com slash get afternoonified don't do it on instagram you fucking monster yeah but we have an instagram if you want to go look at it uh <laughs> instagram uh at at, afternoonified. At afternoonified um please rate review subscribe again if you have issues don't take it up in the in the itunes reviews it's I dumb. mean you can do that too because no press is bad press but I mean if you have a request you want to see us change something I mean we we do this every other week and we have been for two years and we don't get feedback so this is just kind of us putting some shit out in the world so if you want to see something we will listen yes, and you can do as that, long as you're not dumb you can do that at our web on our website yeah uh, <laughs> you can find a way to email us uh, our website's GetAfterNunified.com. You did it right. I did it right, but I had to really stop myself. Um, so yeah, you can listen to old episodes. You can contact us. Um, you Learn a can little bit more bit, about you us. You can donate if we're doing things to your liking. Yeah. But now, if you, you want to donate, you can just go buy merch yeah. and then you get something cool out of donating. And so. you get to wear us. Yeah, please, please go buy merch. I would be so excited if I ever saw someone wearing one yes. of our t Yes, uh, take pictures of yourself if you do buy something. Yeah, tag us. We'll send you a postcard or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is... That's it. Uh, That's well, it. Well, I mean, maybe we should mention that we're trying to plan a live show that we don't have planned yet. Yes. Uh, just keep an eye out. Keep yeah, the peepers peeled. <laughs> yeah, um, we're planning one hopefully in June because that's when our technical two year anniversary is. But that's creeping up on us uh, mighty fast. Sometime so we'll this summer. We'll, yeah. Well, let you know, we're gonna try to do a live show as a um, two year anniversary thing. Yeah, it so. should be it should be a good time. Our live shows always are. Yeah, they're always come, interesting. I would say I won't come drunk this time, but of course we're coming drunk. Well, drunk good drunk would, would it be? Yeah, we're gonna drink. <laughs> so uh, come drink with us! Yay! All right. So until next time. Goodbye. Bye! Hey, team. Hey, I'm Caitlin Warehouser. I'm Randall Lawrence. And we're here just to invite you, a very special Muggle who may have received a letter from Hogwarts. <laughs> Especially if you didn't. (laughs) Listen to our podcast. It's called Room of Requirement 237, where we go through Harry Potter fan theory, uh, conspiracy theory. It is inexplicably political. (laughs) Yeah. No, I have no explanation for it at all. I don't know why. Where we delve into the could have been, should have been, might have been, and can't of the Harry Potter world of witchcraft and wizardry. Lots of the why did that happen? Take a listen. Yeah. You can find us on uh, com, along with the show you're currently listening to.
1: Thank you. And enjoy.
0: Slytherin out! Ravenclaw's better.